0: Want to welcome everybody to a baby radio episode three. Three.
1: My nails not done, so I can't point
0: this way no more. I gotta go this way. Three. I'm trying to figure my light out because it's a window here. My screen is bright. and am highly yellow. Am I am I good right now?
1: You're orange. It's
0: okay. I'm, I'm Donald Trump. Get a
1: little
0: flush. I'm am I dark? That's better. All right. If I get dark, let me know. Um, so just a quick intro. Before we get the ball rolling for all our uh, new viewers, this is a baby radio. We're here to discuss things that apply to your life, not just on the surface level with things that you can apply uh, from an introspective standpoint, so that then you can, you know, do better, know better, you know, see better, live better on the outside. Uh, I go by the name of Brian Kurt White. That's Brian like Kobe, Kirk like Franklin, White like the color. I still don't have my slogan, but my name's Ayotte Solomon. Week three, I'm going to have my slogan down. He's
1: had his whole life for this, so my name's
0: is Solomon. For everybody who's been tuning in, you know you're going to continue to see the progression. It's a great thing. We're here for a greater purpose, so it's amazing. Um, so we're going to dive right into it, because I think time is flying by. I don't know if y'all do live stuff. If you're watching, if you do live stuff, the time flies by. But what we're doing now, if you check the Instagram, check the promo as we build up. Say, our weekend, um, our our episodes every week, rather, uh, you'll see a topic, uh, whether it be a question, um, a word, uh, something you'll see that's going to lead us in the conversation for each episode. So, uh, yeah, what's 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 introduce our topic for this week?
1: How has like our isolation, this quarantine, to whatever level it's been, affected your relationships? Um, as far as. Internal relationships, relationship with friends, relationship with significant others. And I use the term isolation loosely because for some people, they're out of town. They're out of the state. You know, they work away from family. So isolation is legit isolation. And then for others, it's just the quarantine. You still have a select few that you hang out with, Mm -hmm. you know, breaking the law, whatever term, you know, they're family. So I guess it falls within the law. But it's still a sense of isolation that you wasn't used to before. So. How's that affected your relationships? Like your
0: everyday. I guess out the gate, I can be um, as transparent as I always am. As far as family, it's kind of affected it in a different way that I, I wouldn't have expected, given that we have so much free time. Um, when I'm busy, or at once the when the world is whatever we call normal, like I'm, yeah. I'm consistent. I'm, I'm, I'm consistently doing something. I'm consistently somewhere. I'm consistently Working on something or thinking about something or meeting with somebody, um, I make time for, for communication. Even now, we're like, okay. I wake up and majority of the days we got 24 hours where you can decide to do whatever you want. Um, there hasn't been there's probably like one, maybe one or two, but not there haven't been much of a time where it's been like, oh, let me make eight hours worth of calls or six hours worth of calls. You know, like growing up when you used to call your friends or. Um, call uh, somebody you like, and you'll be on the phone for a long time. I haven't had an urge to want to do that, and that mm-hmm. I think I want to put the emphasis on the fact that that's that's like with family and friends and people that I care about, people who influence me, people who I consider mentors. Um, definitely a lot of uh, our members, mentees, in general, people who look up to me. Um, I think this moment of isolation is the door is definitely open to connect with people.
1: Um, I feel like for me, it's been the opposite. I've been, um, I feel like we have 24 hours, and I've had the the least amount of time to communicate. I feel like in my adulthood, I've built my schedule around, my car rides is when I talk to people, when, like, I've built this perfect schedule, when I call my mama, call my sister, talk to this person, talk to that person, and then all of that has shifted. Now I have to figure out when my me time falls into checking. You know, you time and then, you know, which friends are going to talk for too long. So you're like, dang, am I really in the mental capacity to <sighs> let me just send a text? And I, it even shifted my I'm a FaceTimer
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I haven't been that much of a FaceTimer because I'm so tired of like Zoom calls all day. I'm tired of interacting. It sounds bad. But I'm tired of like having to teach online. And it's just like certain friends and family members. It's the talking like I used to could talk to my mom for two hours. I'd be in and out with Halima. We just do yeah. our parole check at this point. I'd just be like, hey, how are you? Bye. So it's for me, it shifted it a whole lot as far as, as far as like my scheduling and to talk to people.
0: Yeah. Well, we're kind of on the same page. I, I think I haven't took the time to think in depth about it. I don't know if I should. And I think we're going to talk about that tonight because i becoming a young man. I turned 30 in February. Um, As far as my family goes, especially my close family, I'm more so uh, the man of the family, not even more so, I'm definitely the man of the family, building a family of my own. Um, And so it's it's like, okay, on one end, am I pushing, you know, my concern or pushing my questions or showing concern or I don't know, it's like, do I care enough? Am I showing I care enough? So again, just being transparent, like just getting, but questioning that type of stuff seems. It doesn't seem natural to me. I'd rather be natural. Like you say, you hop in the car and dial whoever you dial. Like that's what we're used to. If I'm walking from across the office or wherever I'm going, like I check in with my mama real quick or or call a friend real quick because I, I thought about them. But now it's kind of, it's a little different. It's different. I can't remember. I'm really glad you it. said that
1: because I thought about that too. Like that I thought about them thing. You've been at mm-hmm. the house. Not much cr- makes you. Think of somebody, like not a scent, like the psychology behind it, not like, oh, we used to jam to the song. It's very yeah. limited what makes you just randomly think about people.
0: Yeah, I got a, thing, a thing that I um I'm not gonna say I always had a problem with, but I always questioned was when people say, um, they people say, You're always calling me for something. And that's like a bad thing, like in film or TV. Yeah. They'll say, You're always calling me for something. You don't ever just call me. I'm always like, Why would somebody call you for no reason? Like, there's no reason why they're calling you. Whether they want to check on you, they want to know where you are. Whether they want to like tell you to listen to a song, or there's some reason. I'm pretty sure the the sentiment comes from you want something from me. That's why you're calling. But even then, if I call you, right, and you, I know you're teaching. If I call you at 12:30 on what would be a lunch break, and I know you're teaching, like I have a reason in the back of my mind. And I still want to, you know, chop it up real quick with you. And I know you got other stuff to do, but I called you for a reason.
1: I feel like, but that that also goes back to when people be like, um, you're selfish or you're only benefiting from me. You were supposed to benefit from everybody in your life. So it's a that's a whole tug of war. But I feel like this quarantine and corona has made adulting very hard because post-college and young adults already struggle with maintaining relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, that is time time to lose yourself find yourself find your circle so i feel like this whole situation has already put a huge pause or shifted things
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a lot and lots of people actually I want yeah. to add someone to the conversation
0: okay you can
1: tell you a little bit more about what she does and her um experience but I feel like her contribution to the conversation as far as how it's affected relationships is very beneficial because I feel like for us we still don't know what it's done to us we just know that we're not in the mood most of the time so I'm going to add to the stage Miss Chanel hi (laughs) go ahead and introduce yourself because I know Bryant doesn't know too much about you either
0: great to meet you okay
2: Nice to meet you, too. I'm Chanel. Um, I am a doctoral candidate in counselor education. So I'm a clinical therapist. Um, I do therapy, been engaging in therapy this whole time um, while the quarantine has been going on. Um, So I have a background in like all settings as far as 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 mental health is concerned. Um, But I've heard a lot of what you all said. And really, honestly, everybody is impacted different ways. And I feel like Sometimes if we think about what social media is saying, it's telling us how we're supposed to be impacted by it's this quarantine. Like it's telling us like, well, we're supposed to be there. Oh, you should be productive during this time. and You should be doing this. and You should be doing that. But, you know, honestly, that's not viable for everybody, you know? Yeah. So um, the way it's, it's impacting so many, so many different levels of relationship. Right. So, you know, you have family, you have couples. You have um, people who are in situations that are volatile, you know, domestic violence situations. You have um, people who have their kids at home. So relationships between parents and their children, you know, teachers aren't, you know, teaching in the school. So you having to do that at home. So it's revealing a lot to people about who they are um, within their relationships um, and having to really address that because you're in quarantine. There's you no know, way to exit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you you go store. Store. you're right this They don't even have it exactly. to this yet. Exactly. So we don't even know. How has it impacted you, you feel like, like as far as family in any aspect? How has it shifted you? Especially for you because you know these tools already. So mm-hmm. like Ryan said, he hasn't dug deep into it. Does it take you like for you knowing these things?
2: Yeah, um, for me, honestly, knowing these things, I think because I'm on the side of like trying to be a helper and help everybody else who's coping with it. Like, I'm really like focused on my work. But even though I'm focused on my work, I'm like, that doesn't mean that everybody needs to be focused on their work. So I'm like conscientious of that. And I'm like trying to combat these messages that are telling people that you're supposed to be doing something. For some, this isolation is a trigger for their depression. It's a trigger for their trauma. Um, It's a trigger for, you know, maybe having to have conversations with family that they haven't had conversations with all year. And now they don't have an excuse because we're in quarantine. Right. Um, So the things that um, have impacted me, honestly, is really just being able to, like, sit down and take the time to check in with myself. Like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, because you're checking on everybody else. And that's what you normally do. But normally I'd be able to, you know, go out with a friend or, you know, go grab dinner. I can't do that. So it's like, how are you still? keeping your routine despite the quarantine um and then so the
1: impact time is so weird like it could be two days I could be like dang I ain't talked to my friend in a week it's only been two days yeah. and then the other time I'd be like well I just checked on so-and-so mm-hmm. no you haven't it's been a week like I feel like the way time has been moving mm-hmm. is also impacting like those check-ins you know what I'm saying like that's really weird for me too
2: yeah, yeah. I had to let literally be like, "What's today again? Is it Wednesday? Like, is it?" <laughs> I thought it was Tuesday. You know, we're kind of thrown off in the sense that everything is like running together. Absolutely.
0: Go ahead, Brent. So uh, a baby. I'm 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 choosing right now to play the ignorant role because as I as I introduced, even with what a baby stands for, the introspective journey, you know, toward fulfillment, towards for uh, living. Your life through your passion your path and your purpose um, I'm always down for growing and I mm-hmm. think one thing that this quarantine has taught me is to remember what matters but even as a growing young man I, I continuously have questions that I want to dive deeper so um, I'm gonna listen a lot I might have some questions but I'm definitely going to come from a standpoint of you just you know you know if I owe you some money after this for the therapy session <laughs> okay, <just> let- <laughs> I I just want to put
2: that out. <laughs> Okay. Cool. No, it's, I mean
1: is especially for like women, mm-hmm. I feel like I am so moody. And I'm not saying all women are like me, but I'm just saying, and because of I'm very introspective and in, like knowing. Some days mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm talkative, I'm hanging out, and then some days I'm like, just leave me alone. And I feel like that's okay. Like mm-hmm. me and Brian talk a lot about being okay with Yep. As long as you know what you're, you know what you need. But I feel like some people, because of this quarantine is triggering like deeper things and they don't know how to combat that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't even know what to tell you. So, like, what is it? What's everyone's struggling to grab the new normal.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. how do we even attack that? Like, how do you normalize your day to day emotionally?
2: Some of us are struggling to grasp it because we're not embracing it. Mm. You know, so it's hard to, you know, embrace something that you don't want to embrace. We spent a lot of time, you know, in the beginning, and I'm not saying, you know, generalizing right now. But, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time in the beginning resisting the quarantine. So when you're resisting something, obviously, it's going to, you know, bring up some strife. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, it's going to be really hard to adjust to a new normal. So part of that is like really having to embrace it. Um, and embrace that change. So, you know, with the moodiness, like, you don't know how to feel. Like, you're having to allow yourself to experience it in the here and now. Like, this is what I'm experiencing. Like, I'm in quarantine. I can't do what I normally would do. So what else can I do? You know, how else can I channel this energy? And i am not taking the time to do that? Or am I scrolling on Instagram? Just right. trying to find people who having the same experience and, you know, kind of putting a band-aid I'm over it. Or am I really dealing with that? <laughs> yeah. You're just finding a tribe. You know, so I think part of it is like really sitting in the tension. Like sometimes we don't embrace the tension. Like it's a tense moment right now. How are you embracing it? You know, if that is that, you know, I have a lot of noise in my head. Let me sit with myself. Let me figure out what's really going on internally. Because we're so used to the hustle and bustle of life. Mm
3: -hmm. You
2: know, we're really not sitting with ourselves. We're not really sitting to see like how we're doing or checking in with ourselves. Like we don't know how to live alone you know, and they're just like saying, like, a man who cannot live with himself cannot live with his fellow man, so, like, how are we living with ourselves right now? And, you know,
1: that's major, because I feel like yeah, social media is even telling you how to meditate. Like, they're even yep. telling you how to be productive, and then they're also telling you how to chill. So then, like, yep. for the everyday person, you're trying to digest that, like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this? You like, know, it's constantly, mm-hmm. and even in that sense, like, some people, like you said, Student teacher, teacher, parent, like parent with their kids. Those are all things that now we have to face. We don't know no end date. Mm-hmm. We have no idea how this is going to affect in the long term. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people are stuck thinking that this is temporary, which it is in a sense. But yeah, look at him jotting down. But the, kind of the, I keep saying the new normal is going to come after this. Like, it's never going to go back to how it used to be. Because even mm-hmm. conversation-wise, relationship-wise, things are happening in relationships right now that you can't undo once they let us outside.
2: No. You're, you're right. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> Like, these are the things that you cannot undo.
2: You can't undo it. And it really reveals, like, you know, what is your communication like? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you effectively able to communicate? Or are you typically someone who has a avoided attachment style? You know, are you anxious? You no. know, like, we're really... Call
0: and The out.
2: part of it, like, <laughs> <laughs> part of that that sucks is really having, like I said, having to embrace the tension, having to sit in who you are as a person and really having to do that with somebody else. Like if you're living with someone else, like they're seeing all of the different sides of you while you're really re-experiencing the sides of you that you really haven't, you know? And, you know, in some ways it may seem unfair, but it's like, how are you going to embrace it?
0: Like, how
2: are you going?
0: Yeah, good. I didn't mean to cut you off, but from a therapeutic standpoint, just by by definition or structure in general, how would you say that moments of of discomfort or moments outside of your circle of normalcy? How should we as people, you know, take those in, whether it be on the left side, someone who um, has issues where they have trouble taking it in or someone who's used to being uncomfortable overall in general? What do these type of moments uh, mean for the individual?
2: It means that you figure out if you have coping skills or if you do not have coping skills. Like, are you able to cope? You know, even if it wasn't this pandemic, if it was something else, you know, tragic that was happening, like, how would you cope with it? Mm -hmm. You know, in isolation, you know, maybe you lost your job and now you are home. You know, it doesn't take a pandemic to be able to figure out whether you do or don't have coping skills. But now we're forced into being able to figure that out. Right. So, like. How you handle it is really being able That's to explore true. yourself.
1: Because you can definitely avoid facing you have bad coping skills. Like, you could have mm-hmm. gotten moved at your job to a different position. And now you you hate your manager. You hate this. But it's really you can't cope. Yeah. But now that yeah. we're in the pandemic and you can't cope at home, like,
2: it's, mm-hmm. it's
1: like a new problem at this point. And now I got to deal with it.
2: Mm-hmm. right exactly exactly
1: for me it revealed control issues
2: mm.
1: not in the sense that i thought i had control issues but in the oh you do have them because you thought timelines work on your you know like you thought this mm-hmm. was and you thought you can control this so like i'm really revealing like i really just gotta wake up and see what's the day's agenda like i can i can't control everything
3: mm-hmm. especially
1: mm-hmm.
2: That's what I have Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been battling with um, I guess, the realization that I'm an introvert. I thought I had a little more extrovert in me where I could, you know, I want to grow out and I want to, you know, you know, connect and, and build with people, but I'm realizing I'm more of an introvert than I thought, and I'm kind of concerned of how the transition is gonna be when we get back to whatever the new normal may be. Um, uh, what do you see? And once that transition happens, we know governors, government um, in certain Mm -hmm. places trying to push us back to something um, normal, more um, sooner than most people think. But what would you say um, we should be we should have on our minds when it comes to getting back into the swing of things?
2: Um. Honestly, um, it just varies person to person. I think for some people it's going to be anxiety. So of course there's this fear, like of you know we're not really ready for this. You know we spent, you know, time in isolation. Like what's going to happen if I do go out? Um, some people have completely embraced this to the point where they are like I don't want to go out. You know I ain't trying to go back to work. I ain't trying to pretend. I got to get up in the morning. Like who's trying to hear that? You know. So it's going to be like a lot of different things happening for people. You know, and I don't think it's a, a way to like really figure out like how people are going cope to cope with it. But I think it's going to be some resistance. There's going to be some anxiety. There's even going to be some depression. Um, cause some people didn't like, they, like they, their, their jobs before going um, to them. Some people didn't necessarily like their lives before going. Some people are really enjoying being in quarantine with their significant other, you know, cause they already had attachment issues before. So being able to see them every day was great. <laughs> now they got to go to work and wondering what they doing, where they at, who they with, and everything back. else, all that stuff. Letting back in, you know? Right. So it's like, it's, it's different from every for everybody. And I think what I would really love for like social media to take a hold of is that stop trying to box people in. Like everybody's gonna respond to this differently. Embrace the differences, embrace the diversity. Like we are not the same people. Nobody is the same, you know, even though we may have similarities in the way we respond to this, like people are gonna respond differently, you know, and people are gonna need different things. But you know, what you know, what I would hope for is that people are able to or have been able to learn a little bit more about themselves. Like, who am I? What do I need? You know, outside of all these other things that are distractors for me. Mm-hmm. because we haven't had a lot of distractions except for social media. You know, if you were tuning in to DJ Nice or tuning in to Teddy Riley and Babyface, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had other things to distract you. But other than that, it's work if you are able to work from home and it's you and it's whoever you're dealing with. So hopefully, revelation has come a little bit in a sense of, Maybe I do have some depression I need to, you know, seek outside support, you know, because I wasn't able to quiet the noise down in my head. Or maybe, you know, I'm high-functioning and I was able to get through this real easy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, really just taking that time um, to see who you are. Because who you are really impacts your relationships. So, any relationships that you have with your family, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, cousin, sister, brother, best friend, whoever. Like, that's all to deal with you. You only can give what you got inside. So, being able to sit with that and embrace that and know that.
1: Self. You don't know yourself. Yeah. You know what? I really want people, like, what I want people to take from this, not a professional, but being self-aware ain't enough. Okay? Because now that I know that I have control issues or they're revealing themselves, I need to know what to do Mm -hmm. with them. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people get to the point where they they can point out what they have and just keep moving. Like, Mm -hmm. no. Being self-aware and pointing out your flaws. I don't even want to call them flaws. Just like your different personality traits. Now you have to figure out how to function with them. Mm -hmm. You can't just Mm -hmm. call it out. So Mm -hmm. I think from this quarantine, I just want people to take what they reveal. When they let outside, when they open outside, don't forget what you learned inside. That's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's big, what you said, like going beyond self-aware. But for some people, this is the first time they've been able to be self-aware in 10 years. You know, so, like, being able to stop in that moment and be like, let me clap for myself because I didn't even know that this was going on in, inside of me. Like, and that's like a real aha moment. But for some of us who knew, like, okay, like,
3: I already knew I was struggling with control issues, you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew that was going on. Now, this
2: has really made me really understand, like, I really, really got control issues I need to work on. So, like, being able to move beyond that, like, now your next step is. Let me figure out how to sort this out. But for somebody who has been struggling with self-awareness, like they really didn't know. And now they know, like being able to sit in that, embrace that and commend yourself for that. And
0: then, you
2: know, like, how can I push beyond it? I
1: love that.
0: Yeah. Love Thank our you. Goal. I see you nice, A lot of notes today. Yeah, I'm taking out yeah. of I mean, our goal <laughs> overall as an organization is to make self-awareness the, the most beneficial topic of life, um, the world is gonna is gonna is gonna make you act on them as a is saying you know in this this quarantine we're we're not able to act so it's like i'm learning but man what am i supposed to do now but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, when it comes to therapy um when it comes to to learning these life lessons and learning about yourself we we definitely believe self-awareness is the most valuable subject uh, that we can have in our school of life so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thank you thank
2: you
1: so much i definitely no feel like problem. That. Brian will to you for the the twenty minute therapy
0: session that he received. Yeah, I'm tell you what we're gonna do now as as we're gonna do it all, I guess we're gonna keep you on tab as far as how baby's moving forward, uh, whether it yeah. be a radio or what we're doing out here. When do you finish with your doctorate? Uh
2: hopefully in the next Couple of months, honestly, um, I probably won't be graduating uh, because there won't be any gatherings. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'll be I'm writing my dissertation now. So I plan to have my draft into the graduate school by the 26th. So, yeah, by August.
0: Amen. So what? what is it possible? Have they mentioned like a digital um, dissertation presentation? Is that has that ever happened?
2: So I will be defending on Zoom, um, most likely, Um, even though, you know, Governor Kemp is opening up Georgia. I go to school in Alabama. Technically, I'm at Auburn um, and the state has not opened up there. And um, we're teaching online this semester. So I know that, yeah, likely I'll be defending on Zoom.
0: Um,
2: So maybe I'll get a link and come see me defend my dissertation. All the
1: ways.
0: Much love and positive energy to that and everything else that's going on in your in your life and everything that surrounds you. Uh we thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank,
2: you so thank y'all
1: for having me. Of course.
0: Whew. Yeah, I got mine right there. I shouldn't even talk. I got I was I gotta, you know, ask this question because I ain't had a free session before. So I ain't like,
1: have a free
0: session before. So <laughs> I was like, I gotta ask this question, you know. Um, but that's dope, man. If, if we could just come up with a pool a group of therapists that you know we can just go to that a baby can go to you know I would love that because because that that study um is very valuable especially I feel like
1: it's become a culture of um talking about therapy but not attending
0: yeah now
1: that, the next step I want people to actually attend
0: oh yeah and a lot of times people think therapy is you know the the what they see on TV or what you've seen in and film and movies forever, but it's as simple as those type of conversations, you know? Um, like, I have
1: a friend who reached out, and she was like, she wants to go to therapy. She's like, I don't even know where they're going to start, because, like, when you look up therapists, you know, they have, the, their specialty. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Just go. And then from there, you can find them. Like, the first step is hearing, like, mm-hmm. just seeing how they navigate, because you have this idea of what it's like.
0: Yeah. So one thing she mentioned was like the the idea of like everything stopping and you not having to deal with yourself. I think whether it be America or the whole world, one thing we do battle with is not wanting to do that um, because that then takes away from our time of doing the external. Um, It is a demanding society. And so I think therapy, one thing people are afraid of is like just the idea of when I go in this room, nothing else matters. You can't check your phone. Ain't worried about you ain't worried about your everyday problems. Let's just talk about you. Let's talk about and then the trust. Trusting
1: mm-hmm. strangers. I think that's a big thing. So trust is a big thing. But like I know there's different avenues and different ways to be in touch with yourself outside of simply just therapy and putting, you know, outside yeah. of having to go to someone else. I know there's tools and methods that a person can individually do to reach that level of self awareness. So yeah.
0: Therapy can come in various forms. Um, it's not just sitting on the couch, lean back and somebody asking, what's on your mind? What's wrong? Um, and that's another thing that goes hand in hand with uh, the value of self-awareness. So um, just looking at that, I think we can bring on uh, another great individual yes. in which when we talk just
1: about- And ourselves.
0: Definitely, when we're providing resources to where therapy doesn't require another source. It doesn't require another person. Um, you can make life, your day-to-day, um, looking in the mirror, sitting on the couch, therapeutic. Uh, so right now I wanna bring on uh, the one and only Ms. Uh, Dr. Blake Banner. Hi. Dr.
3: How are you guys? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> great, how are you?
3: I'm good, you know, making my way through quarantine one day at a time, just like everybody else. <laughs>
1: Excited about that.
3: So
0: are you are you okay? That's the question.
3: I am okay. There have actually been a lot of changes, actually, for me, because I'm a physical therapist. So um, our world as physical therapists has changed because that's a profession where you're, in people's faces, you're touching people, you're in close contact with several people a day. So that's definitely shifted. Um, and the need for therapists has gone more to the hospital setting, of course, um, where they're trying to take care of those COVID patients and making sure that the patients who are just there for our standard admissions are getting the treatment they need and um, on the fast track so that they can clear those beds out for those coronavirus cases if the peak comes for certain cities. So it's Completely different.
2: I catch
1: right myself now. saying that's crazy. I catch myself saying that's crazy like a hundred times a day. Everything. Just, just yeah. with everything changing, I just be like, oh, "That's crazy."
0: It's like, what is your profession? And it's like, how can we make that work with the current pandemic? Let's beam, beam, beam. Let's let's. Like
1: she says a physical therapy. You can't be virtual. Like you know, yeah. it's, it's complete. <laughs> it's a complete shift.
0: As soon as you say, when I think of physical therapy. I think of, okay, I had surgery, I need to regain my arm strength. I think of um, certain aspects like that. In this situation, what does it mean, um, whether it be with COVID or as far as um, how you feel that you're providing strength for them?
3: Yeah, so actually a lot of the elective surgeries, so like the total knees, the total hips, total shoulders, all of those, they stop those because, you know, they won't wanna expose people to certain things in a hospital setting. But um, for a physical therapist in a hospital setting, for the coronavirus patient, it's really optimizing their level of function. So of course it's affecting their respiratory system. So it's difficult for them to breathe. Walking a few steps um, could be hard for them. They get winded quickly, um, requiring oxygen. And as a physical therapist, what we do is we figure out their home situation because in that setting, it's making sure they have a safe discharge to wherever it is they're going. Like, are they going home? Do they need to go to a rehab facility? Who's there to help you? Do you have spares? Like, what is your typical day-to-day look like? So making sure that we're getting them up and active in the hospital um, because there's research studies that prove that it does impact the respiratory distress syndrome um, that they are experiencing. I was
1: going to say, that's crazy. Again, like they they stopped an entire, you know, type of surgeries for, you know, I get the exposing, but now certain people have to live longer with pain or pain medicine Mm -hmm. until safe
3: enough for them to have those surgeries.
0: Exactly. So so outside of your studies or including your studies, um, we want to dive deep into you as a person. Um, this is a segment that we want to entitle with, with our episodes, the passion presentation. Um, we, we deem it very valuable for individuals at whatever age to be able to tap into a passion and, and insert it into their lives whether you make it a nine to five, whether you make it a side gig or whether you make it just overall mindset, what is something that you're passionate about? And given um, you being the Dr. Blake Banner, um, you care for other individuals when it comes to physical, um, the physical therapy aspect, what's something that you're passionate about? What is the thing or the things you're passionate about um, that you are applying to your life?
3: Um, So it would have to be holistic wellness. So, um, by degree, of course, physical therapist, but by birth, energy healing, making sure that people are going and doing things to serve them on every level, not just going to the gym, but like you guys were talking about earlier, taking time to say, okay, I'm aware that this is going on with me and reflecting on those issues that you feel like are going on internally so that overall everything can improve.
0: Absolutely. That's... that's um what, I, that's something that I guess I've seen. I think when I, when I was in Savannah, I like to call Savannah my most hippie experience going to SCAD. Um, I learned a lot in Savannah. You know about the triangle going up north a little bit. Um, but overall, Savannah taught me a lot as far as thinking differently, thinking outside of what may have been ingrained in me. So when it comes to uh, thinking holistically, what exactly does that mean? How, how would somebody apply that mindset to
3: their life so i think a lot of times again you guys touched on this we're fed certain things through like social media like oh you need to meditate or you need to be productive or work is the most important like there's so many just little boxes that they try to put us in but when we talk about holistic we mean everything so not just going to work but also spending time with your family also making sure you're spending time with yourself so Kind of like dabbling in a little bit of everything when it comes to that and doing what works best for you, not necessarily following some cookie cutter aspect of, okay, they say you need to, I need to read, drink five glasses of water today. I need to meditate. I need to talk to my friends. I need to, you know, this whole checklist, when it becomes a burden, then it's not helping anyone. Then you're stressed out by it. It's not going to cause anything beneficial for you.
1: If someone, and drink green tea. That's on the to-do list. And exactly. Media, to drink green tea in order to have moisturize, hydrate,
3: mind your business, Like Call you all your that. friends, balance <laughs> a successful relationship, get married and have children before the age of thirty. Like, there's so many <laughs> little things that society pushing on. But
1: as exactly. far as someone who doesn't know what holistic um wellness, what it looks like. And I know it doesn't look the same for every person because it's individualized based on, you know, their needs. But can you give us like an example or just a quick rundown of what it looks like?
3: So for me, um, my big thing is merging kind of Western and Eastern medicine. So taking our traditional doctors that we're going and getting our prescriptions with something like um, acupuncture or looking up herbal remedies and um, the use of crystals for healing, um, My big thing is looking for the answers within before seeking external sources. A lot of times when we feel like we need something, um, it's almost like we don't trust ourselves and we want to get that second opinion, which could be important for certain situations. But at the end of the day, more times than not, you know what's best for you. Um, Even our body, things we crave, like there's a reason for that. There's a reason why you want something salty or there's a reason why you're really feeling like you need to just take a minute and sit down or take a nap. Like our body will tell us all of these things. It's important to listen to it. Um, And I think society puts the importance on others a little bit too much as far as um, maybe seeking answers from the doctor when it's something that you know, and um, specifically for me as a black woman and knowing how um, the maternal death rates and things like that are so impacted by how they have these studies and how they look at African-American women in hospital systems. That's why I really feel like we should start taking charge of our own health. Um, and again, that comes to listening to your body and knowing what's best for you.
1: I love that you said it's a mix between Western and Eastern medicine because I feel like there's people that are on both extremes. Um, being from Sudan, our house is very Eastern medicine. And if that <laughs> if that don't work then I guess you can make an appointment like very eastern like there's your hibiscus tea there's this there's that try that have you slept okay then do this whole checklist of self-check before you go and get a doctor's prescription but I feel like it's a big emphasis on um, validation and also like this is more emotional but like a like if someone becomes an expert in a field, you no longer rely on your own body's intuition. Mm. Like even women with doctors, like, you know what you feel, but because, oh, they went to school for it. I let them, you know, validate it. So it's like, it's, you have to find the balance. Obviously I can't, I can't deliver a baby and give you medical advice on that. But I also know myself. So like going back to that self-awareness, not self-doubt and, Justifying, you know, like being okay with saying, I don't know this and I feel confident in this, I feel like it's a big part of why we seek outside validation.
0: So, what we're saying there's a given value in the body, the mind, and the self is what we're saying, correct? That's crazy, man.
1: (laughs) But, and then I feel like, um,
0: an audience,
1: a big part, a really, really big part is, um, not that. Not invalidating someone else's ways. So like, right. I love that Blake said a combination because there's, you know, like there's an extremist who invalidates the entire Western medicine, mm-hmm. which and then there's extremists who invalidate the entire holistic approach when you know there's villages in South Africa and, and in Af- I mean South Africa South America who don't have western medicine and yeah. yet they're thriving they're surviving they're you know they're they're doing what they do so being so able funny. To open.
3: I've seen so much elderberry turmeric <laughs> ginger all these remedies that people are talking about now the coronavirus I'm like y'all were just buying up all the day cool and night quill cool, like six weeks ago but now y'all kind of get with the elderberry and the ginger but i love it i'm not knocking it i'm just saying that like it's so good just to see people exploring different avenues and i think during this time when we are in quarantine it's giving us an opportunity to branch out and to try different things whether that's trying herbal tea or elderberry syrup or we're going to try to journal we're going to try to spend time in the morning taking 10 minutes not just waking up and scrolling on our phone but just trying to reflect and think about what did we have a dream about or how are we feeling before we start our day you know i think it's the perfect time to do that right now
1: when you talked about like the going to these stores and buying all these natural herbs i instantly it was funny to me not not like it's funny but you know how black people i think for most black people we already knew this and the fact that yeah. western and the government didn't provide us with a solution that's what pushed people more to it like we've been knew by ginger tea and tumor. we knew these things but because this pandemic started without a solution we were like hold on let's go back to our old ways Girl, what did yeah. grandma say again because because the man ain't give me a vaccine yet so let me go here and get <laughs> get what we used to do to help my immune system so i feel like yeah. that's that also pushed some self-reliance like yeah. since they don't have a solution let me me go back to my old ways and figure out. Because it's a big joke in our communities, the, the Sudanese women WhatsApp got they got all the remedies at this point. They got the vaccine, they got whatever you need at this point.
0: So so Dr. Banner, when it comes to uh the holistic approach and you're going you're going to work, um, physical therapy, is there a way that you can infuse those two things together? Like um, because I'm sure you can't just bring, you know, Elderberry to work, you know. So how, how, do, you find, yeah, yeah. how, how do you find a median as far as how you're helping uh, through your job uh, alongside what you believe in?
3: So it's there's a thin line that I can dance when it comes to that. Because, you know, of course, working within my scope and my degree when I'm working as a physical therapist is different than when I'm Blake, working practitioner, working with clients on that side. However, I am able to um, utilize breathing techniques with patients that do feel anxious or they do get overwhelmed during a treatment session. So there's always that. And um, if they bring up something about essential oils or ask for recommendations, I can't tell them specifically, but I can tell them from my basis and my knowledge what I do know and what could be beneficial for someone who may be experiencing something similar to that. So mainly the calming techniques. But as far as everything else, it's kind of like that thin line of going into woo-woo and <laughs> that too much emerging of the Eastern and Western. But I am able to um, bring it with me and everywhere I go. I am me, no matter where I go. Like, so I'm in clinics, I'm in hospitals, I'm wearing crystals, like they already know what's going on with me. But um, I feel like that energy, it kind of definitely is contagious. So I just feel like I'm spreading that throughout, too.
1: How did you... Um how did you get started as far as someone who's constantly been educated with Western medicine? And then, you know, you got all the way up to doctorate. And I know it's almost, I don't want to call it suffocating, but you're constantly beat with these Western methods. How did the holistic approach and holistic wellness um, come about for you as, as a way of life?
3: Um, I feel like we always go back to what we're supposed to be doing, like from childhood. So when I was a child, my mom, um, she would actually let me go. There's a store in the mall and they had tumbled crystals and rocks and stones and i was so into that and i was all into it and my great aunt is actually a reiki master so there was always like the presence of it growing up but of course like you said there's mm-hmm. people beating different things into you and you're like oh i want to do this and research research this is this, this um and it wasn't until you get to that point where you're literally all out of options so in grad school i was out of options i was stressed out i was broke i was tired i'm hungry and then all of a sudden i found myself meditating more, going back to like the crystals, going back to everything that I really enjoyed as a child, but somehow they got lost along the way. And at that point I was like, oh, okay. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to it be. It works.
1: And this is
3: me. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that.
1: It all goes back to knowing yourself.
3: <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> you
1: into who you are.
0: Absolutely. So, so just to present to the people, um, uh, as our passion presentation, how exactly as a Riki practitioner how do you uh, how have you introduced that to the world
3: um education so um I try to educate even if it's just putting a bug in someone's ear making them curious making them want to google search um through my blog and my website I try to provide as much information as I can it's something that I'm passionate about of course um so every time I get to talk about it I just light up I want to talk for hours and hours and hours about it and Um, if I can just put that information out there, I know that the right people will find it and come across it and pass it along to those who need it. I always feel like you find something exactly when you're supposed to. So I know that's happening out there. I have to say it's happening for me to continue my writing and everything, but it's definitely putting that information out there. I feel like my contribution and just being that light to others and talking about it when it's appropriate, comes up in conversation, offering um, just information on it.
0: Over on this side, we call that putting out waves uh, and waves whatever, whether it be a large impact or a small impact. But you you spoke on a blog. Um, What exactly? Where can we find um, your blogs? Where can we find you teaching? Where can can we get to that?
3: Yes. So my blog is on my website and it's www.drblakebanner.com. Real straightforward and easy. Um, Try to do posts on Wednesdays. I try to add little tidbits on there as some meditation, some sound healing, even on my Instagram, I've started doing sound healing Sundays now. So I'm trying to play my bowls more for the people just because I feel like during this time, it's just good to calm down the anxiety and increase just the feel-good vibes. Like there's so much um, overload with negativity and you go on CNN.com and you see all these deaths and people protesting, you go on Instagram, people telling you you're lazy. In fact, you didn't go to the gym today. So just don't put out as much good vibes as I can, really.
1: And I love that you're able to introduce the different type of holistic um, wellness. Like, you talked about sound healing, you talked about crystals, you talked about essential oils, meditation, and people need to know that there's different ways, you know? Just like we're individual and we have different needs, it's definitely different ways to get to that holistic um, point in your life. I love Absolutely.
0: that. Okay. So, tell us more about as far as the things that you can also provide uh, for individuals when it comes to uh, holistic healing in the home?
3: Um, yeah, well, me, myself, again, I do Reiki, so I offer that on my side as well, um, which is energy work. It really balances out um, your energy fields, your seven chakras. It just provides a sense of calmness and anxiety, promotes relaxation, helps with sleep, all types of ailments. Um, I also have been designing and creating essential oil blends to help target specific things right now. I'm focusing on chakra balancing oil just because I do what I feel drawn to, what I feel is appropriate for the time. So chakra balancing just because right now I feel like some people are all mixed up inside. They're not really sure what's going on. They're focused on the future, that we, the complete unknown. They're focused on the past, what was, what things were. I know you're saying our new normal. so all of those things can be overwhelming. So making sure that we're staying balanced and keeping ourselves in check and not allowing that to overwhelm us. That's interesting.
1: Absolutely. I'm that too. i definitely, I'm going on the website.
4: Cause
0: who? I, I got some, I got some Dr. Banner Sage over here. We're waiting you. <laughs> waiting for the perfect moment. Um,
3: clear it out.
0: Clear it all out. So uh, last but not least, when it comes to, um, we definitely talked about your passion. Uh, we broke down your path, a uh, passion path and purpose being our pursuit principles. Can you just give, in respect to quarantine, an overall view of the impact, the purpose, um, which we've also tapped into, but if you had to say anything about the purpose of why you do what you do, um, why is it valuable? Why should people take heed um, to what you are passionate about?
3: Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um because I feel like the way that I found my like what I'm doing now my path my passion and my purpose is from like looking within and I feel like I constantly beat that and everything that I do like talk to yourself go within and I know that sounds so cliche but I feel like we're forced to do that right now and at this time that's my purpose to remind people like yo check in with yourself and what are you feeling drawn to like When everything else is removed, all the distractions, what do you want to do? What makes you happy right now? And I feel like you can carve out your own way by understanding that and figuring that out. Um, It's not about what people are doing right now that's making money. It's about finding what makes you happy and figuring out how to make a living from that. So that's like step one.
1: I love that you tapped into that. It's not even about what's making other people successful
0: and happy.
3: Absolutely.
1: It's not like, oh, I'm good at that too. It's definitely that tapping into yourself and what makes you happy.
0: Absolutely. And I got one more. I said that was last, but if you could tell one to three things for people who are currently quarantined, which is a lot of people, even though some people are trying to get back outside for those who are struggling with the process of being to themselves, what are, what are one to three tips or things that they can do? What's something that you can recommend?
3: I would say, one, focus on the present. So mindfulness, take things one moment at a time. Don't worry about what's going on next week. Don't worry about when you're going to be able to wear your new outfit one day at a time, because things like anxiety are due to thinking of things that aren't, happening yet it's worries about the future or thinking about the past and what could happen so mindfulness being mindful taking things one day at a time uh two would be being positive which is cliche but again um during this time i think uh the person on the formula was speaking about how people can fall relapse in those depressive states Mm -hmm. um so staying positive it's hard right now because it's like dang i don't got my birthday's canceled wedding's canceled this canceled. what's going good but at least taking every day to say at least three good things like okay what are three positive things about today and then again my number three would be tied to that as far as gratitude um being grateful because that really shifts your perspective and will make you feel more positive like i'm grateful to have a house to be quarantined in because there are people that are not able to be in-house right now. The homeless people are really suffering. Um, being thankful for food in your fridge, being thankful to have the option to scroll aimlessly on a cell phone with internet access, just little things like that. And it could be something as simple as that, or even as um, big as like, I'm grateful for my family being healthy because some people don't have healthy family members right now and people are battling coronavirus in the hospital on ventilators. So really stepping outside yourself and look at the bigger picture instead of, dang, and I was really looking forward to that trip to Fiji, you know, but I think that those three things, so mindfulness, um, being positive, and being uh, grateful, gratitude, those are my three things. Thank you.
1: That's what I'm
0: going to do. There we go. We thank you, um, Blizzy B, you know, BB, Hope Dealer Worldwide, uh, the Mrs. Doctor Blake, <laughs> um, I thank you for being here, a friend of mine, an associate, a professional that I'm glad to have in my circle. Um, we thank you.
1: Thank, thank you. you, thank All right. you. All
0: right. We'll talk to you later, and we'll definitely see you soon, than other people may think.
4: All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. Man, that was great. We got some therapy today. I think when we came into this episode. By, by looking at that question how isolation has affected your relationships um we've been able to touch on how it's affected others which is what as soon as you hear the question you think about that like how am i interacting with others but we've also added value to the relationship that means the most and that's the relationship with
1: yourself. Mm-hmm. how has it affected your relationship with yourself and it's that's not what i was thinking when we first you know when i was when we first thought about the topic, and I was like, okay, so how is it, you know, I barely talk to my mom anymore.
0: That's right. Well.
1: You know, and it instantly reminds you that the reason you don't call your mama is because it's a you thing. Mm-hmm. Something, Something's going on with you. It ain't her. Yeah. So I love being able to tap into that. And even Dr. Blake leaving us with those three things, being mindful. Um, I feel like I'm a pretty positive person. I'm pretty grateful. But being mindful. Who? Yeah. Brandy racing. Don't matter what day it is, it'll be.
0: We gotta get that on the shirt. Be mindful.
1: That's That's Brandy racing.
4: Yeah, it's
0: valuable. I I thought we were gonna come in and you know pull the Tia tweet up, the Tia Mary tweet up, and just give it to her like being like, "Look, man, pull up all the replies, all the dope replies." But I think, but you
1: know what's crazy? That shows you we tapped into ourselves more than we cared about what other people was doing immediately. Like it was instantly ourselves situation, like I saw that tweet and I was like, "For what?" You know, like I was ready to attack the people who were worried about others or even the social media, Rock Nation brunch Twitter and stuff like that. But
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. being able to tap into yourself instantly.
0: Yeah. So we we've gotten to a good point. I think this episode was definitely successful. I hope that our audience um, got something out of it. For all of our audience, hit us in the chat. Let us know what you got out of. It, if you got any questions. Make sure you follow uh, Dr. Blake Banner. Uh, Make sure you follow um, Chanel The Future, Dr. Chanel B. Robinson at Nelly So Ambitious. Um, And we're glad that you came today. So uh, as usual for our final segment, um, we want to want to look at the responsible art or target responsible art and talk about responsible art. That, again, we like to introduce into your lives. We got to come up with a song like Responsible
1: Art. You actually did something so funny that makes my book. So great, and now you have to read it. You kept calling Dr. Blake Miss Dr. Blake. Uh This is my book. (laughs) This is my book for the week by Chimamanda. It's actually a feminist manifesto, it's a letter written to her friend. This is where the We Should All Be Feminist TED Talk was birthed. This is where the We Should All Be Feminist book was birthed. But this was the original. What I love about this book, it talks about. It's actually a letter her friend who had a baby girl and asked, "How can I raise a feminist?" And what she talks about is feminism and femininity are not mutual. They're not mutual. But when you kept calling her Miss Doctor Blake, I thought about how constantly women work to be Doctor this or Doctor that. But
0: and the thing was, it wasn't even like a a thought. It was like
1: she's not married, so it wasn't like a Miss. Is it's just a a respect thing.
0: Yep, yeah, And it, it it comes off that way. So that's dope. That's something I'm going to check out and I hope you guys also check it out. Uh, from my end, when it comes to responsible art, um, we're not going to you know pigeonhole ourselves to, to have to give you a book, to have to give you an album. What we want to do is look at the arts as a whole and again, let you tap into something that's definitely responsible in how they produce. So for me, I want to give a big shout out to Top Dog Entertainment, Top Dog Entertainment is a music label, a company, a business, a, a movement uh, based out of South Central Los Angeles um, that helms artists such as Kendrick Lamar, uh, SZA, J-Rock, Abso, Isaiah Rashad, uh, Sir, Zakari. Um, the list goes on. And one thing that I admire with them, as this week currently is TDE Appreciation Week, is that they actually take their time when they roll out uh, their art, when they roll out their music, when they roll out their product, when they roll out their content. And that's something that I appreciate and I would love for you guys to look into. Um, One thing that the pop culture or or hip hop culture, um, especially younger fans, they challenge TD and say like, where have you been? Uh, We haven't got Isaiah Rashad album in years. Uh, Kendrick's been gone for years. Uh, Yeah, J-Rock did this, Schoolboy did this, but what is TD actually doing once Dreamville dropped this compilation? And I admire TDE for staying in the house, even though I'm sure they're seeing this. They're seeing how fast culture is moving, how fast people are producing. But they're taking the time to tap into their passion, um, their ability to affect the world and say, only thing we're going to do is produce when we feel it's right. And whatever that definition of of right to you, um, I want you to stay true to that. And I applaud Top Dog Entertainment for doing the same. Check them out. TDE, we got the belt. Hold it down if nothing else. I love that. Love
1: that. Make sure people stay like you're in your own lane.
0: Absolutely. Because what you decide to do should not depend on what others are doing. You know, do your research, uh, make sure you're making the right plays, but 100% be yourself before all of that.
1: Exactly. We're always called the microwave generation anyway.
0: Too much, (laughs) too much, and too fast. So, (laughs) with that, before we dive deep into music, because, you know, we can do a whole other hour on that and how I feel. Um, we're going to say peace out for Baby Radio Episode 3. Uh, we're going to bring Mr. DJ Tony Tonto back to the stage with our outro music. Um, make sure hey, you what? see the hey, out. Uh, Tonto, take us out with some tunes, my brother. Much love to everybody.
4: Hey, real quick. I got a question, though. Oh, what's up? I got a question, though. Look, once I found out that I am self-aware and the things and my flaws and whatnot, what am I to do next? You know what I'm saying? I'm in the house. I can't go out and better myself. You know what I'm saying? What I'm supposed to do? Just read. You know what I'm saying? What I'm supposed to do? No, you're
1: not supposed to read. Depends on what it is. Listen, depends on what it is. Do you need to talk to people about it? You know, they got virtual therapy.
4: Do you need? To- uh, you know, I'm just putting this out here. People told me recently. I had a conversation with my sister. You know what I'm saying? And we was talking about like my past relationships, and it all come down to the same thing that. They say I care too much about my friends and put my prioritize my friends first. And I looked at it and I laid in the bed and I was like, dang, I really do. But then I realized my friends ain't looking for nothing out of me. They just want me. You know what I'm and saying? They want me to be I'm, myself.
1: I'm not no therapist or nothing, but I feel like that's something deeper into that, that wall, you know. You feel like your loyalty can only come from one place. And until you meet a significant other that you feel like is one of your friends, you may never, that's what it is.
0: To answer answer, answer both of your questions on one end when it comes to self-awareness, once you have a click in your head to say, I am self-aware, it's not exactly an action that you have to go about doing. Um, We live in a community, a culture, where um, planning is something that is put upon us. So you may sit at home and plan, Um, But overall, when you become self-aware, it's gonna show in your actions regardless. So once you step back out, once you're faced with issues, once you're faced with challenges, once you're faced with changes um, that are gonna attack you in your life, once you become self-aware, you're only gonna progress instead of regress, you're gonna grow from that. As far as um, what you have found out and how you uh, relate to your friends and respect your friends, you know, that's one thing I love about you as a best friend of mine. Uh, But we also must understand that everything that has happened in our past has had a positive and negative effect on who we are now. Um, It may be a small positive effect, large negative effect. It may be a a large positive effect and a small negative effect. But either way, what we have to look at is say, okay, I've been through this and what does it mean about who I am now? And what will it mean about who I wanna be in the future? So again, become more self aware. You can tap in and say, man, I'm the most loyal friend in the world, in the universe. I give you the crown, but you have also have to look back at, at how you were raised, at your family, at your emotions, at the things that you depend on, the things you believe you need to survive, and say, okay, are these hinder? Are these things hindering me? Are these things providing a benefit to who I want to be in the future? And then you can only keep going up from there. Again, you'll continue to change, but you'll also progress and you'll grow because you are self-aware.
4: Facts. And maybe it may helps. I can grow my beard too. Oh no,
0: man! The <laughs> light went out. I guess God was telling me you should wear a hat today. I was trying to get my light straight, but man, hot, this is crazy. I wanted to show off a little bit and let them know that I ain't ashamed of how y'all feel. I'm no. isolated, uh, my relationship I- y'all don't don't depend on how my hair look. i was gonna try to flex for y'all. You know-
1: I saw a tweet that said, "Nah, don't open a barbershop. Be happy with your natural state, like y'all tell us."
4: Nah, hell no, nah. I can't do that. <laughs> I got handle, I got handlebars for a mustache. <laughs> right. right. But I appreciate y'all. Let me get it
0: cracking. Thank, you. Thank you. Make sure y'all hit the chat. Tag a baby and everything you post. And y'all have a good night with you next week.